Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hi, this is Penny Kaiser, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Linda Pearl will join us in our second hour. Linda Pearl, actress that most of you probably know for her work in television, including more than 45 made-for-TV movies, as well as recurring roles on The Office, Homeland, Desperate Housewives, Matlock, and happy days. Linda Pearl is also an accomplished recording artist who has performed in jazz venues all over the world. Her latest CD offers new takes on many classic pop tunes from the great American songbook. Linda Pearl will join us in our second hour. Hope you'll stay tuned for that. Our first hour will include highlights from a special edition of the Sounds Aloft television that Phil Grice put together back in 2013 to mark the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, the largest demonstration for equality in the history of the United States, which took place in Washington, D.C. on August 28, 1963. The March on Washington was the day on which More than 200,000 Americans of every age, race, and religion came to Washington, D.C. to support passage of the landmark Civil Rights Bill. It was also the day on which Dr. Martin Luther King delivered his now iconic I Have a Dream speech. As always, Phil put together a very impressive collection of audio that includes coverage from both network TV and network radio, including comments from many of the speakers that day, plus excerpts from the speeches of Philip Randolph and Dr. Martin Luther King. We'll play highlights from that program later on in this hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom for a special edition of This Week in TV History, which, as always, is brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. During this time of sheltering in place, you can see three-minute stories from the Story Salon. Storytellers posted every Wednesday at facebook.com forward slash Story Salon. This particular Zoom recording with Tony and Donna took place on Wednesday, July 29th, one day before the funeral of Congressman John Lewis. Congressman Lewis passed away Friday July 17th at the age of 80. John Lewis was one of the big six. He was one of the people who organized the March on Washington. Yes, and just his background, being a very young man with Martin Luther King, he was the youngest person to speak at the March on Washington. Am I am I right? I believe you're correct, yes. How old was he? He was 20... I'm trying to say 23, 24. Yeah. He was 24 at the time of the March on Washington. Yes, which was after the March on Selma, where he had his skull practice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been watching a lot of the old footage and old photos, and it's just amazing how far we've come and how far we still have to go. The beatings that this guy took. And it's one thing, I think a lot of times in history class, we would hear stories about the fire hoses and the dogs and all. But to actually hear it from somebody who was there, who experienced that, who never forgot that, Mm -hmm. and uh, who preached the philosophy of getting into good trouble. And it was the Selma 
incident, of course, see it in the future film, mm -hmm. that the cameras were on and the world saw what was happening in this country, and that was, that was a turning point in this country. And, of course, he was very much a part of that. Watching the ceremony, I've lost track days when, was it yesterday, the day before, he lied in state at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. First African-American to lie in state at the Capitol. He was known as the conscious of the house. Yeah. And that ceremony was beautiful. And I was wondering who would be speaking and to hear his own words in his own voice reverberating through the Capitol's rotunda. That was, I, I, I mean, it, 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 it was a moment. It, yeah. was, it was history being made. Uh, I was very happy to see that the networks covered this. And I know that tomorrow, I mean, this morning I saw them uh, removing him from the Capitol. Uh, as we're recording this, tomorrow will be the funeral at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, which was Dr. King's church. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a longtime parishioner there. He was married in that church. Yeah. So it's kind of fitting to come full circle he did remember go over. I mean, this was Sunday, the day before, going oh. over the bridge, which I will they be renaming that bridge, the Pettus Bridge, the Edmund Pettus the, Bridge. Well, I mean, but it was the pomp and circumstance to have the honor guard put the flag draped coffin on the back of that carriage, horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. And, you know, all of that ceremony, which is very, very, it's so beautiful to see the whole ceremony. And then to have the coachman ride over the bridge and the bridge, you know, the, you know, with all the uh, red uh, rose petals scattered around. And then, you know, to go right in the center of the bridge to pause for a moment and then to continue over. I, I, and then so when the casket arrived in Washington, D.C., to uh, drove through Washington, paused at the Martin Luther King Memorial, I believe it also went past the Lincoln Memorial yeah, yeah. en route to the Capitol, which was just, again, history, remembrance, how far we've come, how far, how much further we need to go. Tony and Don are with us via Zoom. We're spending a few minutes talking about how Network and cable TV has covered the passing of civil rights leader John Lewis. This conversation was recorded one day before Lewis's funeral on Thursday, July 30th. When we talked about Regis, we brought up Letterman. Letterman interviewed him as well at the bridge. Yeah, about uh, two years ago when he started his Netflix show. Yeah, the significance of that moment, that if it wasn't for what happened there, that we wouldn't have a President Obama. Yeah. And then later on, you know, Letterman is interviewing uh, former President Obama, who, who agreed, yeah, if it wasn't for people breaking those barriers back then. But it's also just amazing if you could see that there were people who saw what happened that Sunday and how the, the consciousness shifted, that people that were in parts of the country may not even have, you know, a, 
any of the problems that were happening in the rest of the country, that they were awakened by this. I mean, it's one thing to read about it in the newspaper, but it's one thing to see the pictures. Exactly. As it's happening in front yeah. of you. And that was an embarrassment to this country yeah. as the rest of the world, well, you know, what is, what is going on in America, home of the free. Well, it's a reminder of what a powerful medium television is and can be uh, for, uh, especially when capturing moments where live pictures, live footage, or news footage says more than anything else. And just recently with the death of George Floyd and the protest not just in this country but around the world it again the pictures were just brought everything into perspective when we're looking back historically i mean i would say above anybody else life magazine has had so many amazing photos capturing moments but you know you would have to subscribe to the magazine or you'd have to but the fact that when the nightly news is coming on and you're seeing moving pictures yeah. coming on and you're seeing, you brought up George Floyd, you're, you're seeing footage of that officer with the knee on the guy's neck and playing and you're seeing it in the same time frame. You're not getting like the highlights. Yeah. That was a wake up, that was a wake up call to this yeah. country. Yeah. That people who may have had a different take on uh, how the police are seen and how people of color are seen. Or taking a knee. Taking, yeah. Uh, You know, people who probably were very critical of calling Kaepernick and then seeing what happened with George Floyd and having basically coming to a realization that, you know, there's more more layers of gray. This is not just... And some very powerful pictures coming out of this year's incarnation of Major League Baseball. Some of those pictures of entire teams kneeling during the National, National Anthem. Anthem yeah. Very, very powerful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where somebody said, shut up and dribble. And uh, now, I, and I think you know, John Lewis is somebody who reminds me, yeah, if you need to speak up and I think a lot of people are speaking up and we've had these conversations, you know, dealing with social media and such where you could go to different seminars and they would talk about your social media presence, what you're putting out there that you shouldn't get too controversial. You shouldn't get too political. This could affect your career opportunities. And the fact that a lot of people are saying, I, you know, this is my platform. I need to say something. I need to speak out against this. I need, you know, and I think more people would have been out marching in the last few weeks if they weren't concerned about getting sick. Even so, the number of people collectively across the country marching at a time when marching or, you know, gathering in large bodies of people is dangerous. Yes. Yeah. And so the fact that, it un- it underscores the importance of what is at stake that people 
the, the simple act of gathering gathering as a large body to protest a wrong is is putting your life on the line in more than one way. Yes. And the protests are still happening today, end of July. Protests, as we know, I won't take this further, but only to say that protests are still happening today. The consciousness has changed. A friend of ours was getting very biblical because I think also there are people who feel that they are enlightened or, or, or woke and they've come to the realization they are not as enlightened as they think they are. And uh, that could be rather sobering. Or somebody phrased that uh, using, I think, New Testament vernacular, just saying, yeah, we all have a plank in our eye. And uh, and especially those of us on, on this coast where we have a reputation of being very liberal and coming to the realization, no, there, there's still a lot more that we could be doing. It is an important reminder, and I think this year, especially being an election year, that people need to, and there, and there's two things, not just John Lewis, but the fact that we are reminded that people fought and died for the right to vote. And we have somebody who is actually one of those people who was part of that fight. This is also the 100th anniversary of the suffrage movement and uh, the 19th Amendment. Mm -hmm. So again, reminded that there were people who were fighting hard for women's rights to vote. Mm -hmm. Two very important reminders of the importance of getting up and voting. And uh, we in California are very fortunate that we can or, vote from our couch. Or, yes, exactly. I just, yeah. yeah. You got yours, and uh, I think mine's in, in uh, the mailbox right now. Yeah. And just, I told, I told my mother in Ohio that I said every voter in California, every registered voter in California is going to receive a ballot in the mail. Yeah. She has to apply for an at-home ballot, no big deal. Uh, but just the fact she's out, oh, you guys really are progressive. I said, yeah, perhaps that's the way it should be. And we've had voting by mail in California for years without incident. Yeah. There's never been any, well... There's been a few accusations, but nothing's ever been substantiated. No, uh, especially when the accusations were coming from somebody who I guess could only be described as a sore winner, but still saying that there was fraud. It's like, no, it's, it's not happening. Also, poll workers tend to skew a certain age, and they are part of one of these at-risk groups, so we're not going to have that demographic. As many. Tony and Don are with us via Zoom. We're spending a few minutes talking about how Network and cable TV has covered the passing of civil rights leader and U.S. Congressman John Lewis. John Lewis passed away Friday, July 17th at age 80. This conversation with Tony and Donna was recorded one day before Lewis's funeral on Thursday, July 30th. Two things. One is, and this this is kind of a full circle, listening to the various tributes to John Lewis that have come out in the last couple of weeks. I heard an interview on NPR about a week and a half ago. I had forgotten that he published a number of graphic novels in the last 10 years about the March in Washington. In fact, I think it was a, it was a series of three graphic novels called March. And in an archive interview, it may have been an interview with Terry Gross, Lewis said one of the reasons why he did the graphic novels was it was because of a comic book that he read as a teenager 
1957, he would have been 17, 18 years old. That's when he first became aware of what Dr. Martin Luther King was doing with the civil rights movement. That, that was his awakening, so to speak. And that's what led to uh, Lewis getting into, quote-unquote, good trouble. That was in the back of his mind when the opportunity came to him to do this graphic novel series. Because it was, and he was shrewd enough to realize, look, sometimes a comic book is more than just a comic book. A, a comic book could be a vehicle to make a point to address what's going on in this country and reach audiences that may not otherwise, that you may not otherwise reach through traditional news outlets. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know those existed. Yeah. Well, not only that, but even when he wasn't plugging his uh, his own graphic novels, apparently Lewis was a he loved going to Comic Con anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the other thing, and I don't know whether I don't know whether this would be the coda of his career, but he gave the very. I mean, he. I don't remember whether he was the chair or one of the chairs of the impeachment hearings in 2019. And we are not a political program, but I do remember he gave a very impassioned speech during the final impeachment debate in December 2019 about being on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I would like to think that regardless of which way one's politics lean, I think most people would agree that he was on the right side of history. Yes. Amen. Civil rights leader John Lewis passed away on Friday, July 17th at the age of 80. Lewis was one of the members of the Big Six, the Council for United Civil Rights Leadership, the civil rights leaders who planned the March on Washington that took place August 28, 1963. As we mentioned at the top of the program, our friend Phil Grice put together a special edition of the Sounds of Lost Television that focused on how network television covered the March on Washington on August 28, 1963, including coverage from network news, comments from some of the many speakers that day, including James Baldwin, and excerpts from the speeches of Philip Randolph and Dr. Martin Luther King. We'll play highlights from that program when we come back on TV Confidential. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your structured settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a structured settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987. Story Salon is Los Angeles's longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. 
Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.